Oh, introductions! Lousy talks! Hello, everybody. I hope you all uh, keep tuning in. You're going to get a nice little half an hour introduction. So, my name is Joseph Lousy. I came, I was born in Enfield Chase Farm. Uh, I think we had a few complications when I was born. I had meningitis, which uh, left me deaf in my left ear. I was very lucky to survive that. So, first battle, first win. Very lucky. There was four kids on the ward. This is what my mum told me when I was younger. Uh, two died, two survived. I was lucky to be one of them uh, kids that survived and then got away with a very lucky just with a deaf ear. Um, my mum and dad were never married, so I grew up with, uh, well, say my mum and dad were probably together for five years. Um, lost contact with my dad when I was younger. Um, he used to take me out all the time, up to five, stopped seeing him at five. My Mum had another two kids, which was my brother and my sister. And uh, we was raised by my brother's dad, who was a lorry driver. He was a good man. You don't really see him too much. He was always working. But when you're a long-haul lorry driver, that just seems to be what happens in life. Um, so, yeah, grew up with my mum for the first couple of years. My brother and sister, my brother was probably born. My sister, so I had a lot of time. I was literally left alone looking after my brother and sister. But this is, to me, it was just normal life. Didn't really think much of it, to be honest with you. I just thought that's what the older brother does. Um, so, yeah, stopped seeing my dad around five. There was a lot of stuff that went on before that. We moved around quite a lot. Lived in different areas. Moved from one house to another house to another house. Um, different places all the time. So friends and things like that. Uh would never uh, really like stay with one area, but I guess as I grew up, I became a lot more uh, social. But I suppose that's because of moving around a lot when you're younger. You learn to sort of get along with everybody instead of sticking with one group. Anyway, so yeah, that was uh, my first five years. That's seven. I think got taken away from my mum when I was seven years old, that was me, my brother, and my sister, I've got to take it away, that'd be another story for another time, ended up living with uh, my nan, well, first we went to a foster home for a week, that's another story for another time, um, wasn't the best experience in a foster home, uh, remember, remember it well, it was only seven days, that's what it felt like, because my dad, he thought to get us back, so we ended up going to live with my nan, stayed there for a while, and then my auntie, who's uh, supposed to be like the smart one of the family, she got um, she got custody of me, my brother, my sister, and she had her own son, so there was four of us growing up, so from seven onwards, we lived with my auntie. Uh, a lot of shit happened in them seven years, so I lived with my auntie from seven till 14, uh, them seven years were absolutely fucking disastrous. Um, I can't remember some good times. Mostly the good times was me going out with my friends. Anything in the ass, it was absolute fucking just horrible. Um, so, yeah, addictions, a lot of different addictions through the family growing up. 
and obviously knowing about them from a young age of knowing what is what people are doing, what people are up to, why they're doing these sort of things. So obviously having a mindset of learning about different sort of drugs. Yeah. At a young age, we shouldn't be knowing about this sort of stuff, but I learned from a young age. If I didn't learn from a young age, I probably wouldn't be where I am today because I probably would have made the same mistakes that they made. But, you know, some will say it was a good a good way of being brought up, but some will say it's a bad way of brought up, being brought up. But for me, who knows? I just knew the way that I was brought up was me bringing everyone up. So I wasn't really uh, brought up or raised myself and then never really had no sort of mouth figures around us uh, living with my auntie. Uh, she would have, a, we had an uncle, Winston, who was the fucking bollocks, but he was only around so long till she fucking fucked him over, fucked him up, and told him to get out of there as fucking quick as possible. Like I, as a kid, I was telling him to get the fuck out of there as quick as possible because I knew how much shit she would cause on him, but then happy with her shit to us. But it's what happens when you've been told at a young age that you are the sort of bond in what keeps the family together. And like, if you say anything to anyone, you're the one that will uh, break up the family as such. So, yeah, I'd never ever said nothing because I never wanted to break up the family. So it took us a long time, say seven years. Something happened with me. Another story we'll talk about another time. Um, and I didn't say nothing because obviously this obligation of I was supposed to be looking after the family like if I said something like it would be my fault that my brother would get sent over there my sister would get sent over there my cousin would be sent like we wouldn't know who our family are and all this so I had to stay that but because something happened to my brother later on and um he never had that sort of um weight on his shoulders so he basically done what I should have done from a young age he went to his old man which I didn't know my dad around that time but I could have gone to my brother's dad and uh, said something, but for the skip being scared of fucking the uh, whole family up, I decided uh, it would be the best option not to, but I didn't know no different because that's all I was told. And then, yeah, somehow, luckily, we got out of there thanks to my brother. He had to take a good beating. Um, and then, yeah, we was out of there. We went to live with our uh, my brother's dad. That was really nice. We actually finally had some sort of structure. So it's like 14, 15 Finally had some sort of... That me, my old man, he, he met a bird in, I think, Romania. Brought a bird over. That was uh, our stepmom. She was the, uh, the bollocks, to be honest with her. Literally had someone that was uh, taking us to school, someone that would like, uh, make us breakfast, get some things that I thought that I always wanted when I was younger. And then, um, yeah, and she brought her daughter over and ended up... Um, Causing a bit of aggro because I was the eldest. I've looked after everyone my whole life. I was the one that was the uh, the eldest. It was my family, and this older girl came and started doing whatever the fuck she wanted to do, and it sort of took uh, my uh, all my hard work. I can't say hard work. It was just normal work that I was doing every uh, every day because it was just normal life. Um, yeah, started to take that. Started to do some stupid things which annoyed me. Started uh, showing my brother how to do certain things, which annoyed me. I, I would do certain things, but I wouldn't involve my family. I was a young person. Obviously, I knew a lot of things from when I was really young. So, uh, yeah, this happened. And I left there, went to live with my nan. Left there, 
Okay, there was another story to talk about, but then uh, moved to see me nan, lived with me nan. I must have been there for about a year or something. Uh, before that, me and my brother and my sister, when I was at me, uh, all through the years, if we ever used to row, they used, always used to say to me, he's not your dad, it's my dad. So just in my head, I thought, you know what, I'm going to go and find my dad. And that's what I did from 14 to 15. I uh, remembered where I used to go, where my dad used to take me. And because uh, of my good memory, I managed to uh, remember the house that I used to go to when I was little, knocked on the door. They opened the door and then all of a sudden I was uh, in contact back with my dad. He came down from Wales. They were ecstatic to see me. It was uh, quite a surreal feeling. And then basically after that, we uh, we moved on from there. My old man come down. So I never knew him for 10 years. Uh, we went for a walk around a... Uh, a um, I walk where we used to go. When I was little, he used to take me around, he used to call it the pits, and he used to walk me around the things and he used to point out all the birds and I, somehow I remembered all the birds' names. So I've always had a knife for birds and stuff, but yeah, more hens, the coots. There was all something he taught me from zero to five, something that they would have said to me from a young age. So we get through that. I meet him. Uh, funny enough how it works out I didn't know the geezer for 10 years and we seem to be exactly the same so it's a very strange I always wanted to know sort of who you are why you are how you are because I wasn't the same as my brother's um, dad and I wasn't the same as my brother because they had he had these badge traits and how he was and it just I just didn't seem to have that sort of trait something growing up he always looked at me as my uh, as his son, and I always looked at him as my dad, and I always will. But it was just them little things that just, just wanted to know why I was how I was, and then finding this man, it just answered all my questions. And basically, I took the decision at fourteen, fifteen, to up sticks, leave where I lived, um, and try to have a new life or new something in Wales with my dad. So I moved to Wales from my dad to 18. Worked out there, we lived on a campsite, literally winter time, there was no one around, it literally isolated me and my dad on the bottom of a campsite, literally. Beautiful beach, fair enough, caught my old beach. The dog, Cloud, fucking love him to pieces. But yeah, I lived there for four years and in them four years, sort of things took a turn. My old man stopped doing the um, caravanning. We ended up moving and doing some. Um, ended up doing some uh, building work. So it was getting learning how to work at a young age, 14, 15, 16, 17. Like school, I didn't go to school. I left school from like year nine, I think. Did my GCSEs, but I ended up getting two E's. And again, it's another story for another time. They um they made this uh this trophy for me. It wasn't for me, obviously, but it was for people after me, like the people that did like the like oh did the less work, like people that never had the best start in life or best sort of um, upbringing, and to achieve something from nothing. So it was like an un underdog sort of trophy, or it was to be given to the person that literally had the hardest times but sort of got something out of it and I think ease right for me 
I felt like I wanted to see is obviously, but obviously no studying, no sort of work. Not did it. I didn't do anything sort of through school because I didn't want to learn what they wanted to teach me. Um, yeah, so I ended up getting E's, and they said I shouldn't have even got E's, and that's just uh, again another story for another time. But yeah, we got through that. So I was in Wales, and then living in Wales is very isolated, and I needed. It was very quiet in Wales, and I'm a very loud person. So I needed something. So basically, I came back to uh, to London. Uh, my nan helped me get a place. Um, helped me get a, a flat, a one bed flat. Not even a one bed flat. It was a bed sit. And at the time, I just jumped into it. I just wanted my own place, yeah, my own space. Could do what I want. And then, yeah, that's sort of where my life sort of started to pick up a bit. 18, 17, 18, both moved in on my own. Had my own sort of thing done, some college courses, started a paint decorating firm. Like coming back from Wales, maybe it was one of the best things I did because I thought before that, probably hanging about with the people I was hanging about with, probably ended up going to prison or end up doing something or not doing something or being in the wrong place at the wrong time, just, you know, as it is in life. So I, I kept myself away from all of that. Came back to, um, came back to London anyway, so I moved on my own. And around that time, uh, my auntie, who I moved in with, uh, who was fostered by Oral Cunt, um, moved into. Uh, she died uh, somehow. There was a, there were stories in the newspapers of how she died. We was always told she fell over and hit her head. Well, that could be right, could be bollocks. She just you don't really know. Um, so yeah, she died. Uh, so I took my little cousin in, who was sixteen at the time. To live with, so I lived in a bed sit, and I had my little cousin living with me. I also had another another person living with me, um, and this is all in a bed sit. Uh, some guy who was uh, my brother's friend, who had a bit of uh, he lost his dad, he was having hard times with his mum and blah de blah. So yeah, I took him in, looked after him, helped him. It's just what I seemed to do in my life. That was always set from a young age is to help everybody out in life. So that's what I did. Did my hardest, um, what I thought. Is the right thing, and yeah, so from 18, 19, 20, meet a bird, get with somebody, all, all lovely, jubbly. So, from about 2021, 20, I think, but then obviously, I had all these other little things in my life that I was still dealing with, not dealing with. Um, I started to carry on, started to carry on, uh, started to get through some bits, and then, um, 21, 22, so like. Things I was doing weren't the best, but from where I came from, I had to there had to be a way out of somewhere, and to get that way out, I had to do some um, do some things. Maybe I'm not so. Uh, I wouldn't go around talking about it and telling everyone, but it's, I had to do certain things to get my act together, like my paint decorating, the work I was always working. Um, what was it? I was a paint decorator. The recession came in. That stopped all the uh, all the, so I was done a college course to get my MVQ to become a fully qualified paint decorator. Recession came in, money's gone from 150 down to um, 70 pound, and I used to earn 70 pound when I was like 16, 17, working for my dad. Like I weren't going backwards, so I ended up uh, one of my best friends asked me if I wanted a job. So I thought, look, instead of being paid peanuts for something unqualified at, why don't I start something else and start from the bottom and work my way up, which I jumped into the steel game and I was a steel director for six years. 
So I worked in that trade for a long time. I really enjoyed it. I worked my way from the bottom up again, you know, so I went for low, lower money, but I always worked. I always thought I had to do some work to get somewhere. I always knew. And yes, there was other things that I might have got up to and did things, but it was them things that I knew first. And again, I'll come back to that at another time because basically it all leads up to that sort of thing. And there's a story that starts off from the beginning, which then sort of explains everything else. And I will go into this other times. I just wanted to give you a quick, this is just like a quick, um, quick trek through my life, just an introduction of who I am, where I came from, what I'm up to. Um, so yeah, basically I did that. Halfway through that, my cousin started acting up a little bit um, because of his loss of his mum, uh, different sort of feelings. He'd sort of it hurt him a lot. Where I sort of was like, well, maybe, obviously I had different feelings for his mum, obviously. So I, it was for me, I just wanted him to do better and not to use them as a distraction to do the things he was doing. And he'd start getting a name for himself because of the things that he was doing. And basically, um, yeah, well, a couple more years after that, he, um, I, I went to my mum to see my mum and I knocked on the door. There was no one in the house. Uh there was no one answering. I smashed the window, climbed in through the back. There was no one in her bedroom. There was no one there. And, uh, yeah, we found out that my mum got um, an ambulance come and pick my mum my up because uh, she, she died in her sleep. So that was like another boom, big sort of sort of um, another thing. So all them years of losing my mum and then to get her mum back and then to lose her again, it was, uh, yeah, I, I was studying my knowledge at this time as well. But it's something I do, um, I broke my, again, this is me, I like to jump from story to story, but uh, I'll go back through it. So yeah, I was doing my knowledge at this time and I had to concentrate on just doing what I was doing because if I let this, let these things sort of happen, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't, my, my mind wouldn't have been there. So it was like sometimes in life I had used other things as a distraction to get me through what I was going through. And I had to use other things in life to sort of, get through some tough times and I used like, I should have been grieving but I had um I had my knowledge to pass I had things to get done so I sort of kept myself anyway so that's another story for another time um so I went through that sort of come out of that um in that time of doing my knowledge the person that I was with seven years um I bought a uh, flat, I bought, we bought uh, a life that was building from what I, we always wanted when we was younger. I did all of that. And doing all of that, uh, doing my knowledge, I became very distant. I became not the sort of person that uh, maybe it should be. You know, I, I didn't pay attention. I was constantly just studying, 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 giving no sort of attention. So I can understand it might have been tough for like two years, three years. It was two years and 10 months I've done the knowledge. But yeah, I can understand that year. So yeah, we ended up buying a buying a property, um, bought a dog to sort of keep everything nice. And then, uh, yeah, she had enough of uh, my lack of love that I was giving. But again, it's another story we'll talk about at another time, which is things we've got to learn in life, you know, some some things it was easy. Some people find it hard. Some people show love different ways. Some people wasn't given love, so they 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 don't know how to give love back or show and receive. So basically, that happened. And then 
I was so angry, it didn't really bother me. So I cracked on with life, carried on cracking on. And then a couple of years after that realisation of what my dad's then moved back to London. So I was looking after my dad. Big, big sort of uh, change. So like I had someone there, which I never, ever had someone there before. So it was a weird sort of sensation of having someone there. And yeah, just sort of started to go down a little bit of a dark hole of everything that I worked for, everything that I that I tried to get started eating at me a little bit. And, I, and for some reason, I've got through so much shit in my life that these things started to affect me. And whereas I didn't think about depression and anxiety and all this bullshit, I started to feel it. And I always thought it was bollocks or no, I've just thought, get up, sort it out, mate. Just get your head, think quiet, that's it, deal with it. And yeah, it was tough. And for that reason, like it was good for me to learn about it because when people say that to me now, I, I understand, yeah. I, do understand it is not a nice feeling, but, but we can get through these sort of things together. We can get through this shit. So basically, I got myself through that um, little stage. That was a good couple of years. So that's 27, 28. So being a cab driver, three years, then cab driver, and enjoying life. That was a forwards. I lost goals. I lost purpose. I lost like, my drive, something that I used to want to do. And again, this is something that I used to do before, did the knowledge. Again, we'll, we'll catch up on these other things at other times. But I did the um, my music. I used to love music growing up. And I to do the knowledge, I stopped doing the music because the person I was with was always saying they didn't want me to do it. They didn't want me to do this. And for me, I listened. I didn't want to listen. I, decided, I, I On the outside, I, sh I no, I'm never listening. I'm never trying to do what I'll but when someone constantly asks you to do things slowly but surely, you do change and things did and I did lose my passion. I lost my hunger, my goals. So once I completed the knowledge, became a black cab driver, got my career, got, I've got a flat, I've got, um, I had my own place anyway. It was only a bedsit still, that bedsit I moved into when I was younger. But I had that, that sort of stuff and, I, and I've realised everything is, in my life is material. I've just given the material thing because that's all I was ever shown and gave when I was younger. So in my head, I started to have to really work, really work. I was working, just being this and this and this. And it just made me sort of realize, be grateful for what you have because things can go in a second. And if you keep your mind strong and active on on something, you will be all right. Once you start putting yourself into the darkness, it's very hard to get yourself out. So we move on a couple more, uh, a couple more months, few years, and we sort of get up to sort of where we are now. Um, I was in a in a good little place. I was working hard, getting myself into a good position. Obviously, I worked my own hours and I sort of lived the life that I want to live. Um, I've sort of doing the knowledge sort of made me feel like I completed life. I then sort of became very, uh, I felt like I was living a retired life. I was playing golf every day. I, I worked so hard in my life to get to where I am. People said, well, things you've been through, you should enjoy what you've, uh, what you've achieved and what you've accomplished. <sighs> I couldn't enjoy it. I couldn't because the thing that I wanted was what I wanted before. So it was a different goal. So everything I worked for was for something else. And then I, that sort of messed me because then I realized, well, I need to create new goals. Um, I read two books. My friend gave me two books to read. They were the best things I ever read. And this is coming up to about last year, year and a half ago, maybe two years now. I read these books and they 
everything I ever thought in my head growing up, it basically was exactly the same. I just forgot what I used to tell myself. I forgot the belief. I forgot the hunger. I forgot the little things that I used to do to myself to get me to where I am. And this is basically what I'm here to do to help you guys. Yeah. We're going to go through all the other stuff another time. We'll talk different stories. We'll have different things. But this is the one point I want to say to you people out there. It's like people that think there's nothing there. There's nothing. There's nothing there. There is. Just got to find that little bit of purpose, that little bit of hunger, that, that goal, that something to work towards. Don't set too big goals, nice small goals, little things that we can achieve. Even if it's just being happy in the day, just for a day, being present and happy in yourself. Trust me, I believe we can get anything we want as long as we put our mind to it. We just need to stop that little that little voice in your head that says we can't, you can't, it's no good, everything. Because that will always tell you that you can't. It will always tell you that it's no good. If we can quieten that voice down, get into a good mindset, we can um, literally, I believe, this is what I forgot to keep doing through my times when I started losing it, is believe in myself. Believe in yourself so much that even if people say that it's not true and it's not going to happen, you believe it so much that you will manifest that to happen. And trust me, you will. So now we are where I am. I am in a in a good place and a bad place. We've just obviously had this lockdown. So I was in a very good place. I had a lot of goals set up, had a lot of things that I was about to do. Um, and again, I'm not using it as an excuse, but this this lockdown happened, this this corona nonsense, and it really, 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 really shocked the world a little bit. And it shook me a little bit because I didn't think I conformed to anything that happened in the world. I always thought no. And I got caught up in it. And I didn't do the things I should have done at the beginning. So from today and from now, I'm going to make the first step and I'm going to continually take in first steps. And if you take a couple of first steps, you're going to be 20 steps, 30 steps, 40 steps. We're going to be halfway into it, halfway into this year. So I'm not letting negative things affect me. I am going to let anything that is positive just grow and keep moving towards and I'm going to talk about a lot of different things in my up and coming um, episodes. So, like again, please leave comments, um, things you'd like to talk about, conversations, things, problems, things you've been through, things that if you feel like you can relate, please, let's have a good chat. I just want this all to be about life experiences and letting us know that, yeah, we can come from dark places. I come from a family of crackheads and pissheads and I've got out all right. Yeah, it was tough, but I got out okay. Yeah, I had to work hard and had to see things from my point of view to make things work, but I did. And doing them things has got me to where I am today. Even though I'm, I'm, I, I was nearly where I wanted to be, and I believe I've completed life, you are never too old or too young to learn. If you keep an open mind to learning new things, we will succeed in this uh in this world that we live in so i hope i haven't bored you um i would swear but i think i'm trying not to swear in this um i hope i haven't bored you today this is a, just an in this is just my introduction just to let you know who i am um it's, it was a quick sort of skip through zero to 30 yeah i'm gonna go more into depth into other um parts of that into life but just wanted to get you to know me to know where i'm coming from to know my intentions to know what i want to do 
to get um, to get going forward. So if I can try to be a little bit of happiness, if I can make one person smile, if I can make one person get a goal and realize that they can do something that they didn't, then that's my that's my job done. Yeah, I just want this to be a nice, fun place to talk and fun place to be able to learn from other people's experiences and know that we're not alone in this world. Yeah, we can, we can defeat any obstacle in front of us. We just gotta put our heads down, hard work and graft. I reckon if we do that, we're gonna be fine. So this is uh, Joseph Alousey. My email address is alousey at live.co.uk. Anyone that wants to uh, get in contact with me, please feel free to leave any comments, share, subscribe, tell your mates, push it out there. I just want to help as many people as I can. I really appreciate you listening, guys. I hope you all have a lovely day, have a lovely week, and let's go and get this. Let's do this together. Separate, isolated, we're weak. Together, we're strong. Lousy talks.